0: 381-3811, we keep our foot down on the gas pedal. We don't kick our feet up and play games on a Friday. As the cleanup hitter, we know what Fridays are capable of, what the government does and others on Friday evenings, and we are poised at all times. And it already happened. It already happened about a half hour ago. The Wall Street Journal put out a story. Trump repeatedly pressed Ukraine president to investigate Biden's son. And you and I are going to spend some time on this because the media have another pseudo-event and they're going to push it all weekend, especially on Sunday when I hope you're watching football and ignoring the Sunday shows. Of course, 10 p.m. Eastern time, 7 p.m. Pacific, Life, Liberty, and Levin. It'll be a respite from the phony newsrooms where you'll be able to watch me with my buddy Dan Bongino, and it is... A spectacular show, if I say so myself. Ready? Let's take a look at this Wall Street Journal story. President Trump, in a July phone call, repeatedly pressured the president of Ukraine to investigate Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden's son, urging Vladimir Zelensky about eight times to work with Rudy Giuliani, his personal lawyer, on a probe, according to people familiar with the matter. So let's stop there. Is there something wrong with this? No. No. Is there anything illegal? No. Shouldn't this matter be investigated? Yes, and I'll get to that later. Quote, he told him that he should work with Mr. Giuliani on Biden and that people in Washington wanted to know. Quote, whether allegations were true or not, one of the people said. Mr. Trump didn't mention a provision of foreign aid to Ukraine on the call, said this person who didn't believe Mr. Trump offered the Ukrainian president any quid pro quo for his cooperation on any investigation. So let's stop there. The stories throughout the day prior to this story coming out a half an hour ago was quid pro quo. Flat out that the president withheld or was thinking of withholding hundreds of millions of dollars in military aid if the Ukrainians didn't investigate Hunter Biden. But that's not what happened, according to these leakers. And of course, these leakers are leakers because they're trying to hurt the president. But even they can't say that the president made any threats. Why is this a big story? What's amazing to me is how our media doesn't care to get to the bottom of this. But we'll go on. Mr. Giuliani in June and August met with top Ukrainian officials about the prospect of an investigation, he said in an interview. Good, he should have. The Trump lawyer suggested Mr. Biden as vice president worked to shield from investigation a Ukrainian gas company with ties to his son, Hunter Biden. A Ukrainian official earlier this year said he had no evidence of wrongdoing by Biden or his son. Then the Wall Street Journal says After the July call between the two presidents, the Ukrainian government said Mr. Trump had congratulated the new president on his election and expressed hope that his government would push ahead with investigations and corruption probes that it stymied relations between the two countries. Now, the White House declined to comment. The Biden campaign didn't respond to request for comment. Last week, a Biden campaign spokesman said in Mr. Giuliani's efforts to press Ukraine, this is beneath us as Americans. Now, that is such BS. That is such BS. Mr. Trump... Today defended his call, and we will address that later. So why is this a big story? Why? Because the Democrats and the media, one and the same, want it to be a big story. Why else? They're trying to inoculate Joe Biden. Joe Biden and his son Hunter from a massive scandal involving the Ukraine which the House Intelligence Committee under Adam Schiff and Nancy Pelosi will not investigate, which the Senate Intelligence Committee under Richard Burr, Republican North Carolina, and Mitch McConnell, the majority leader, will not investigate. Now I want to return to a story by the great John Solomon in The Hill some months ago. Two years after leaving office, Joe Biden did what? Well, here it goes. In his own words. You know what? Let me play the, the audio first. Then I will build this around that order. This is Joe Biden admits to getting Ukraine prosecutor fired. This is a Ukraine prosecutor who'd been looking into his son, who came away with figures are one and a half to three million dollars, in this company which we'll explain in a moment let's play cut 13, go
2: I went over I guess the 12th, 13th time to Kyiv, and, uh, and I was going, supposed to announce that there was another billion dollar loan guarantee. And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said, they, had, they were walking out to press conference and said, No, nah. I said, I'm not going to, we're not going to give you the billion dollars. They said, you have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. (laughs) I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. I said, you're not getting a billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours. I looked. I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. (laughs) Got fired. And they put in place someone who was solid at the time.
0: Now, the prosecutor he got fired was leading a wide-ranging corruption probe into the natural gas firm Burisma Holdings that employed Biden's younger son, Hunter, as a board member. U.S. bank records show, as John Sumlin writes, that Hunter Biden's American-based firm, Rosemont Seneca Partners, LLC, received regular transfers into one of its accounts, usually more than $166,000 a month, from Burisma, from spring 2014 through fall 2015, during a period when Vice President Biden was the main U.S. official dealing with Ukraine and its tense relations with Russia. The general prosecutor's official fire for Barisma probe, shared with me by senior Ukrainian officials, writes John Solomon, shows prosecutors identified Hunter Biden, business partner Devin Archer, and their firm Rosemont Seneca as potential recipients of money. How about that? And he interviewed uh, half a dozen senior Ukrainian officials, and they confirmed by account, that is, that he had this prosecutor fired. Though they claimed the pressure was applied over several months in late 2015 and early 2016, not just six hours of one dramatic day. And whatever the case, Poroshenko and Ukraine's parliament obliged by ending Shokin's tenure. That's the name of the prosecutor and Shokin was facing steep criticism in Ukraine and among some U.S. officials for not bringing enough corruption prosecutions when he was fired. Shokin told me, writes Solomon, in written answers to questions, that before he was fired as general prosecutor, he had made specific plans for the investigation that included interrogations and other crime investigation procedures into all members of the executive board, including Hunter Biden. That's a quote. And he added, I would like to emphasize the fact that presumption of innocence is a principle in Ukraine and that he couldn't describe the evidence further. William Russo, a spokesman for Joe Biden and Hunter Biden, did not respond to email messages Monday. Again, this is an older article, but I'm setting up the point. The phone number at Rosemont Seneca Partners LLC in Washington was no longer in service. The timing of Hunter Biden's and Archer's appointment to Burisma's board has been highlighted in the past by the New York Times in December 2015 and in a 2016 book by conservative author Peter Schweizer. Although Biden made no mention of his son in his 2018 speech, which you just heard, U.S. and Ukrainian authorities both told me Biden and his office clearly had to know about the general prosecutor's probe, Barisma and his son's role. They noted that, one, Hunter Biden's appointment to the board was widely reported in American media. two, The U.S. Embassy in Kiev, Ukraine, that coordinated Biden's work in the country, repeatedly and publicly discussed the general prosecutor's case against Burisma. Three, Great Britain took very public action against Burisma while Joe Biden was working with that government on Ukraine issues. Four, Biden's office was quoted on the record, acknowledging Hunter Biden's role in Burisma in a New York Times article about the general prosecutor's Burisma case that appeared... Four months before Biden forced the firing of Shokin. The Vice President's office suggested in that article that Hunter Biden was a lawyer, free to pursue his own private business deals. President Obama named Biden the administration's point man on Ukraine in February 2014 after a popular revolution ousted Russia-friendly President Viktor Yanukovych and as Moscow sent military forces into Ukraine's Crimea territory. According to Peter Schweizer, Vice President Biden met with Archer in April 2014, right as Archer was named to the board of Burisma. A month later, Hunter Biden was named to the board to oversee Burisma's legal team. But the Ukrainian investigation, Joe Biden's effort to fire the prosecutor overseeing it, has escaped without much public debate. And what I'm saying is, this is an effort by the Democrats and the media, by a so-called whistleblower, An Obama holdover as Inspector General and the House Intelligence Committee to immunize Joe Biden should he be the nominee in a general election from this issue being raised. They're actually trying to turn the Ukrainian scandal into a Donald Trump scandal, which we will resist right here. Now, most of the general prosecutor's investigative work on Burisma focused on three separate cases, and most stopped abruptly, abruptly once the prosecutor shogun was fired. The most prominent of the Burisma cases was transferred to a different Ukrainian agency, closely aligned with the U.S. Embassy in Kiev, known as the National Anti-Corruption Bureau of Ukraine, according to the case file and current general prosecutor. NABU closed that case, and a second case involving alleged improper money transfers in London was dropped when Ukrainian officials failed to file the necessary documents by the required deadline. The General Prosecutor's Office successfully secured a multi-million dollar judgment in a tax invasion case, but they did not say who was the actual defendant in that case. As a result, the Biden family appeared to have escaped the potential for an embarrassing inquiry overseas in the final days of the Obama administration and during the Hillary Clinton run for president. But then, as Biden's 2020 campaign ramped up over the past year, Letsenko, the Ukrainian prosecutor that Biden once hailed as a solid replacement for Shokin, began looking into what happened with the Burisma case that had been shut down. Letsenko told me that while reviewing the Burisma investigative files, he discovered members of the board obtained funds as well as another U.S.-based legal entity, Rosemont Seneca Partners, LLC, for consulting services. That was the firm that Hunter Biden was with. Letsenko said some of the evidence he knows about in the Burisma case may interest you at thought, U.S. authorities, and he'd like to prevent, uh, present that information to the new U.S. Attorney General, William Barr. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this article goes on at significant length. Hunter Biden made a fortune, a result of his role, quote-unquote, in this Ukrainian manner. President of the United States, according to the Wall Street Journal, in a July phone call with the President of Ukraine said, they need to look into this. About eight times, we're told, in this leak. Why is that a scandal? They ought to look into it. Now, I'm going to continue this when we return. I'll be right back. Mark
1: Lubin.
0: Since its founding in 1844, Hillsdale College has provided students with sound learning of the kind essential to preserving our civil and religious liberty. Now, I want to tell you about in Imprimus the free monthly speech digest of Hillsdale College. Imprimus is dedicated to educating citizens and promoting civil and religious liberty by covering important cultural, economic, political, and educational issues. First published in 1972, Imprimis is one of America's most widely read publications in support of liberty. With more subscribers, 3.9 million, than the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times. And recent Imprimis publications have addressed issues like free speech, Welcome to Hillsdale. So what did Joe Biden do? His son, his son's company is being investigated by the general prosecutor in Ukraine. What did Joe Biden do? Again, cut 13, go.
2: And I went over, I guess the 12th, 13th time to Kiev, and uh, and I was going, supposed to announce that there was another billion dollar loan guarantee, and I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said they had, they were walking out the press conference. and said, nah. I said I'm not going we're not going to give you the billion dollars. They said, you have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. <laughs> I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. I said, you're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here, and I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> got fired. And they put in place someone who was solid at the time.
0: Now, I want to use a phrase that will now be picked up as I'm going to articulate it to you. Joe Biden obstructed justice in the Ukraine. He obstructed justice in the Ukraine. He insisted on the firing of the prosecutor who was investigating, among others, his son and his son's business. And it's even worse. And he threatened them that if they didn't fire the prosecutor, he would withhold a billion dollars in our tax dollars in grants to the Ukraine, and they needed it desperately. Now, the Democrats on Capitol Hill and the Democrats in the media have been going on and on and on about Donald Trump and obstruction of justice. They have no evidence whatsoever, not one shred. Here we have direct evidence and we have a confession that the Vice President of the United States, who now seeks to be President of the United States, obstructed justice in the Ukraine pressured the Ukrainian government to fire the prosecutor who was looking into his son and his son's business. Otherwise, he was going to withhold a billion dollars in American assistance from the Ukraine. This is precisely why the House Intelligence Committee, the Democrats on Capitol Hill, and the leftists in the media, the Democrats in the media, are pushing this agenda against Trump, Who in the Wall Street Journal asked repeatedly the President of Ukraine to investigate this matter. To investigate this matter. And the Wall Street Journal has to confess through one of its anonymous sources. There was no quid pro quo when Donald Trump asked the Ukrainian President to get involved and find out what took place. I have no problem with a sitting president of the United States trying to find out if the former vice president of the United States is corrupt. Pears to be. I'll be back. You know, our nation's oldest colleges were founded to teach students to seek truth, recognize what's beautiful, and hold up what is good. But the vast majority of them have abandoned their missions, locked in the grip of political correctness. They no longer allow free and open discourse. Rejecting the idea of objective truth, they peddle moral and cultural relativism. Thankfully, none of this applies to Hillsdale College. For almost two centuries, Hillsdale has remained true to its original mission, to provide sound learning of the kind essential to preserving civil and religious liberty and intelligent piety. Now, as Hillsdale celebrates its 175th year, It remains committed to offering its students the very best liberal arts education in the land, as well as to extending its mission nationwide through its many outreach efforts on behalf of liberty. These include free online courses, the publication of its Free Speech Digest and Primus, its Kirby Center for Constitutional Studies and Citizenship in Washington, D.C., and its Barney Charter School Initiative, which is helping to establish classical K-12 charter schools Nationwide, Pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844, this is Hillsdale College. And let me add, I think so much of Hillsdale College. I donated an original copy of a compilation of the Federalist Papers, which sit today as I speak at the Kirby Center. Hillsdale College, America's College. It's your daily
1: adult dosage of the Constitution. The Mark Levin Show. Call in now at 877-381-3811.
0: I want these so-called journalists who listen to this show or hear about this show to listen very, very carefully. We're going to be monitoring you very closely Sunday to see exactly how you report this story. With the leading contender for the Democrat nomination for president, the former vice president, who as vice president for which there's audio, and a confession, obstructed a Ukrainian investigation involving his son and his son's business, among others. He obstructed it, he pressured the Ukrainian government to fire the general prosecutor, and told them that he, the vice president, had the authority to withhold some billion dollars in American funding that Ukraine was scheduled to get, and if they didn't fire the prosecutor who was investigating his son Hunter and the company, among other things, that he, Joe Biden, had the authority to withhold the billion dollars. That is obstruction of justice in Ukraine. Interfering in a foreign investigation by a sitting vice president of the United States. There is not a single Democrat on Capitol Hill who gives a damn. There's not a single so-called journalist who seems to give a damn. They provide no context to this whatsoever. Now, the president of the United States, apparently, told the president of the Ukraine, let's stipulate this. I don't have any first-hand information, but I'm not bothered by it six, seven, eight times during the course of a conversation, according to an anonymous source, okay, urging the president of the Ukraine to look into this, to investigate what happened. And the same report in this evening's Wall Street Journal online account is that Trump didn't offer anything to the Ukrainians as a quid pro quo. Nothing. He just wanted this looked into. That doesn't violate a single law. There's no problem with this whatsoever. None. There's an effort here by the media, once again, once again, To turn this into a Donald Trump story. It's not a Donald Trump story. And the media have failed to relentlessly pursue the Joe Biden obstruction of justice in the Ukraine scandal. In addition to how his son Hunter Biden suddenly became such an important businessman to the Ukrainian government where he made, according to various reports, anywhere from $1.5 to $3 million. Now, if the shoe were on the other foot, and this had been Donald Trump doing this, and rather than Hunter Biden, this son was Don Jr., you know exactly what would be going on here. You know exactly what would be going on here. So now this is a Joe Biden scandal, and it is. And it is. And the effort is to turn it into a Donald Trump scandal. It won't work. Every time they try and find Donald Trump violating some law or something, they fail. He doesn't break the law, he doesn't obstruct justice. Now, it's the same crowd who are falsely accusing our president of obstructing justice, even though this president has never been charged with it. Well, Mark, that's because you can't charge a sitting president. But the prosecutor's office could have said to the attorney general in its report that we wanted to charge the president of the United States, but the attorney general wouldn't allow us, or the Office of Legal Counsel memoranda prevented us. But they didn't say that, because they couldn't say it. In fact, the attorney general... And the then Deputy Attorney General and the Office of Legal Counsel and other career civil servant lawyers they brought into the process specifically determined that under Volume 2 of the Mueller report, the President of the United States had not obstructed justice. Now for all the talk of the Nadlers and the Schiffs and the Cummings and the Pelosi's and the rest of the reprobates about the President of the United States pressuring Mueller Here we have a case where the former vice president of the United States, who seeks to be president of the United States, did in fact pressure the Ukrainian government, did in fact obstruct justice, did in fact force the resignation of the general prosecutor in Ukraine, and did in fact threaten to withhold resources, a billion dollars in funds from the Ukrainian government. He confessed to it on that audio tape which I'm sure now the backbenchers will play, and they damn well need to play. The question is, to the newsrooms across this country, will they play it on Face the Nation, on Meet the Press, on This Week, on Chris Wallace's program, on Shep Smith's program, on all the programs? Will they, in fact, lay out the case? And we'll be monitoring this very, very closely. Because the main media in this country, the Democratic Party media in this country, which claims to really be press, you know, guys like Mark Levin and Prime Time on Fox, they don't know anything. Let's see what they do. Let's see what these guys do. Or are they all going to be the Walter Durantes of their day? The propagandists of their day. (laughs) I assume they're going to be that. All day long. To Trump scandal. There's no Trump scandal here. It's Joe Biden and his son. Lunch bucket Joe and his lunch bucket son. Not allowed to talk about it. Not allowed to cover it. And why shouldn't the president send his private lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, over there to check out what's going on? The hell's the problem with that? They're not obstructing anything. They're not offering anything. They're not withholding anything. There's no problem with that whatsoever. None. Oh, this is another cause for impeachment. The fact that Donald Trump breathes for these people is a cause for impeachment because they're tyrants. Trying to destroy a man, his presidency, his constituency, his family, his businesses. Never seen anything like this in my life. Meanwhile, Joe Biden, they're not going to touch Joe Biden. No way. Now, they don't want Joe Biden to be the nominee. If they're going to take him out, they're going to take him out their way. But not with a full-fledged investigation. No, no, no. And they will protect every one of these Democrats, whomever the nominee winds up being. They'll protect every single one of them. While they try and turn stories against the President of the United States. This is a massive scandal. The Biden scandal. It is a massive scandal. That a Vice President of the United States would interfere in a criminal probe of his son and his son's business. People still are wondering how the hell Hunter Biden wound up involved in this and getting this kind of money. But that aside... You don't even need to know about that in order to determine obstruction. All these Democrats and the media type about Russia interfering in our election, which is an outrage, I admit. It's too bad Barack Obama didn't do a damn thing about it. It was on his watch. And yet here we have Biden interfering in the Ukraine. Here we have Obama interfering in Israel. Disgusting hypocrites. I'm reading stories now. It really is uh, entertaining, precious in various conservative sites, even one today over at the Federalist. Let's just admit it. The media is partisan. They should just admit it and be transparent about it. Are you kidding me? These sites, they didn't even cover unfreedom of the press. Didn't even do a review of it. Didn't even interview anybody about it. They've come to the conclusion on September 20th that the media are biased for the Democrats and should just be transparent about it. And that's the problem with conservatism today. Too many lightweights. Go a little deeper. Go a little deeper. Why is it the way it is? How did it come to be this way? How does it manifest itself? What are the kinds of tools that they use? On and on. No, 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 no. This is why I'm telling you unfreedom of the press is so important. I don't even talk about it that much anymore. I don't read from it. But now you'll understand. This is why you need to understand what's going on. I sit here and unravel all this. This is an effort to protect Joe Biden from exactly what I'm talking about from exactly what I'm talking about. They want to make it impossible for Donald Trump or Rudy Giuliani or any of the others, his campaign and so forth, to even bring up the Ukraine without the Democrats immediately countering and interrupting, saying, well, what about Trump? He called the president and he wanted... Which has nothing to do with anything. Nothing to do with anything. No quid pro quo. His son wasn't enriched by any of it. None of his sons. His sons weren't under criminal law. Joe Biden, his son was enriched. And the general prosecutor in Ukraine wanted to look into this. And Biden insists that the Ukrainian government fire him and replace him. And they did, because Biden pressured them and threatened to cut a billion dollars in aid to the Ukrainian government, which is starving for, for liquid assets, for money. But only the president can do that, they said to him. You heard him bragging. He said, well, then go call the president. I told him to get rid of the guy, and I got rid of the guy. But what Biden didn't tell that crowd was why he told them to get rid of that guy. Because he began to zone in on Hunter Biden and his business. Something the New York Times hasn't done, the Washington Post hasn't done. CNN hasn't done, MSNBC hasn't done, these so-called newsrooms haven't done. You know, we're a news operation here. We're a news operation. We're not like these opinion guys in prime time, you know. We do real news here. It's all about Trump. Get Trump. Trump's a liar. Trump's a dictator. Trump's Hitler. Trump's this. It's all about Trump. Get Trump. Get Trump. We're a news operation here. You're a joke, and the American people know it. And you're undermining our country, and you're destroying freedom of the press. Look in the mirror. Yes, that's you, you jerk. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Liberty and learning. In a healthy democracy, these two things are mutually supportive. In America today, however... That bond is broken. To help repair the breach, Hillsdale College has launched the Van Andel Graduate School of Government in the nation's capital. And unlike other graduate programs, Hillsdale teaches politics as a human activity oriented toward justice. Hillsdale College, pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844. Learn more at com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. You know, I just heard one columnist, fairly conservative, say, you know, We do need to get to the bottom of this, what was said in that phone conversation and so forth and so on. This is amazing to me. I don't ever remember us getting to the bottom of anything Obama said to any foreign leader. I don't remember any leaks about anything Obama said to any foreign leader. Nobody was offended enough to report it to an inspector general. This is all set-up stuff. There's nothing to get to the bottom here with respect to the president. Even if every single thing in this Wall Street Journal article actually occurred, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Well, it's hugely important. It's not important in the least. That the president wanted the president of Ukraine to investigate what took place here, investigate Joe Biden, which is what exactly they were doing until... Joe Biden stepped in and obstructed it. Now it's about time conservatives learn to speak and use the right words and push back. They're saying this is Russia 2.0, it's not Russia 2.0. Well, they're looking to get after Trump. That's not the point. The point is Joe Biden. They're trying to protect Joe Biden. Keep bringing up Joe Biden, keep bringing up his son. Keep bringing up obstruction of justice in the Ukraine. Keep bringing up the quid pro quo that actually occurred one more time for the whole world to hear. Cut 13. Go.
2: I went over, I guess, the 12th, 13th time to Kiev, and and I was supposed to announce that there was another billion-dollar loan guarantee. And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. at the
0: time. Mhm. You know what? I can't say anything better than what was said by Joe Biden about his own conduct. About his own conduct. Over at Politico there is a reporter called Mark Caputo along with Ben Schreckenkinger, whatever. August 28, 2019. South Carolina. Joe Biden pledged to erect an absolute wall between the presidency and his family's business dealings, said he has never discussed business with relatives following an event here on Wednesday. I've never discussed with my son or my brother or with anyone else anything having to do with their businesses, period. And what I will do is the same thing we did in our administration. There'll be an absolute wall between personal and private business interests and the government. There wasn't any hint of scandal at all when we were there. Well, there's a hint now. And I'm going to propose the same kind of strict, strict rules. The former vice president's comments in response to a question from Politico come amid allegations that his younger brother James and his son Hunter have sought to use his political connections to enrich themselves amid scrutiny of Hunter's business dealings in China and Ukraine. You know, I've only gotten started here. And most recently, executives for firms suing James Biden said he offered them the former vice president's help promoting their health care ventures including by incorporating their model in his campaign and declarations filed in federal court in Tennessee. Earlier this month, former White House ethics czar Richard Painter told Politico that Biden should ask his relatives to pledge to refrain from their business. He says, there's no evidence Biden has taken any official actions to benefit his relatives' business ventures, nor, however, does the candidate mention Hunter or his two younger brothers on the campaign trail. Well, there is evidence that he interfered in an investigation in the Ukraine. And why would he give a damn about that investigation? Why would he uh, threaten to withhold a billion dollars in American money to Ukraine unless the president and the rest over there fired the general prosecutor? Now they've been chasing down Trump with nothing. With nothing. You don't even need to connect the dots here. There's two dots, and they're already connected. Already connected. You don't even have to be a serious journalist to report this stuff. You just regurgitate it. Just play what Biden said and remind the American people when you play it that that prosecutor who he demanded be fired or he would withhold a billion dollars in our money as if it's his pocket change was investigating his son and the business dealings of his son. Now if that were Donald Trump and Don Jr. or if that were Donald Trump and Eric or if that were Donald Trump and Ivanka, or Donald Trump and Jared, you know what the hell be going on here. They had a ridiculous meeting with a couple of of Russians, and people wanted to indict them and hang them from telephone poles. Now, they're not going to succeed, if I have anything to do with this, in turning this into a Trump scandal. This is a Biden scandal and a media scandal. Once again... Everybody, Martin in here, our number, 877 381 877-381-3811. You know, I'm blessed to have this microphone, and I'm even more blessed to have you. Millions and millions of you in the audience, and don't believe what you read. This isn't the fourth biggest radio show in America. It's the third biggest radio show in America. Not even close, number four, and close to number two and one. 6 p.m. Eastern Time to 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Nobody thought it was possible. Imagine, Mr. Producer, if this show was on in the morning or mid-morning or noon or 3 o'clock or something like that, when people weren't eating dinner or busy with other things going on. Can you imagine that? But we're not going to. So we're on top of this, this latest effort. We're on top of this. Now, the uh, the United States, Defense Secretary Mark Esper has announced that we are going to be sending additional U.S. air defense forces to Saudi Arabia and uh, the personnel that's necessary to operate those defense forces. And so I'm sure it's uh, anti-missile devices and things of that sort uh, that will be provided to Saudi Arabia. It's a good first step but hopefully it's only a first step. Because Saudi Arabia hasn't felt a damn thing. Excuse me, uh, Iran hasn't felt a damn thing. The way the, uh, let's see, the L.A. Times reports, Defense Secretary Mark Esper announced that U.S. Air Defense Forces will be sent to Saudi Arabia. Esper said, presidents approved the deployment of U.S. forces, which will be defensive in nature. Esper said the weapons were Iranian-produced, the ones that attacked Syria, were not launched from Yemen. All indications are Iran was responsible for the attack. Let me tell you what I'm hearing. I'm hearing that Esper's, uh, Rand Paul would like to hear this, is quite the dove. And I'm also hearing the Secretary of State, who's neither a dove nor a hawk. He's more, um, well, I don't know. Uh, that he's been pushing to do something about this situation. And I agree 100%. 100%. So that's what's being done now. You'll hear the Code Pink Republicans lose their minds. They've already lost them, but you'll hear them go on and on. Here we go again, here we go again. We already have troops in Saudi Arabia, just so you know, in Kuwait. We already have troops there. Now Nancy Pelosi has a great idea. And, of course, tongue-in-cheek. Pelosi says Congress should pass new laws so sitting presidents can be indicted. This is National Pubic Radio. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi suggested a new law is needed to be able to indict a sitting president for potential lawbreaking while in office. In an exclusive interview with NPR, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says she's not changed her mind in pursuing impeachment, but is ready to change the law to restrain presidential power Make it clear that a sitting president can, in fact, be indicted. I do think that we will have to pass some laws that will have clarity for future presidents. A president should be indicted if he's committed a wrongdoing. If he's committed a wrongdoing? He should be indicted if he's committed a wrongdoing? There's nothing any place that says the president should not be indicted, she said. Now, I'm going to address this. You know, years ago, when I was a young man, who hadn't experienced, you know, the soberness of, of age and so forth. I used to say, yeah, we we ought to be able to indict a sitting president. Then I, I really started thinking about it. It's like Convention of States. I said, now let's think this through. Look at the environment today. You can indict a sitting president. Now, she doesn't explain herself because she's incapable of explaining herself. Does she mean any... Federal prosecutor can indict a sitting president? Does she mean state prosecutors? Does she mean local DAs? What does she mean? She doesn't know what she means. Somebody will have to tell her what she means. She's dimwitted. All right, well, let's move on from there. How about a federal prosecutor? Well, ladies and gentlemen, how many U.S. attorneys are there? At least, how many U.S. attorney offices are there? There are 93. So there's 93 U.S. attorneys or acting United States attorneys. There are thousands of assistant United States attorneys. Thousands. That's a lot. And so when you have a U.S. attorney, an assistant U.S. attorney who wants to investigate a president, let's say for campaign finance issues or nondisclosure agreements, Or they want to investigate a president because they think the president has violated the emoluments clause. Or they think the president of the United States has obstructed. Or they think this, that, or the other. What kind of a president will you have? What kind of a presidency will we have? They'll be crippled. Now, why would they be crippled? Well, let's forget about the presidency. Let's focus on you. What would you do if a U.S. attorney's office starts to focus on you? And let's say your taxes or whatever it is. You're going to spend an awful lot of time worrying about that, aren't you? You're going to definitely have to spend a lot of money, maybe all your money, hiring lawyers to defend you. It's a long, drawn-out process, too. There's going to be all kinds of discovery, all your emails, your texts, all your financial records, those of family members. Then there's going to be other subpoenas, family members, friends, your accountants, and so forth. You're going to spend a lot of time, might even ruin your life. And that's just the pretrial phase. To send your lawyer into court. To fight various aspects of the investigation, to file various motions. And of course, go to the trial phase. There's going to be numerous witnesses. You're going to have to show up in court, try and go on for three days and go on for three weeks, maybe longer. You ought to defend yourself. Will you take the stand? Won't you take the stand? a jury of your peers Well, in Washington D.C. it's not really a jury of your peers it's a jury of liberals and that's where a president will be tried in Washington D.C. so politics unavoidable it's the president let's say the president's convicted does he go to prison does the president go to prison there's nothing that said he has to resign So is he going to govern from prison? Well, they'll impeach him. Well, maybe they will, maybe they won't. Let's take it a few steps further. The president is still a citizen. He's a citizen. So at the same time, he's trying to defend himself in all these phases of an investigation in a court case. He's dealing with Iran, He's dealing with China, North Korea, immigration. A thousand issues that when a president isn't threatened with an indictment. Takes years and years off their lives. It's an incredibly difficult job, even without the threat of a criminal prosecution. So who suffers? We the people, we suffer. Who benefits? Well, his political opponents and our enemies. They benefit. Because obviously a president is going to be burdened. He's going to be distracted. You're going to have the same media pushing indictments, pushing convictions, pushing sentencing. It will be a an impossible burden, not just for the president as a citizen, but for the nation. But for the nation. Now, Mark, the president isn't above the law. The president of the United States is one of a kind. Whatever party, whoever it is, there's only one president. There's hundreds of members of Congress. There's hundreds of judges. There's one president of the United States. And so you could have one prosecutor, one prosecutor, Decide, essentially, to reverse the course of an election just by bringing a charge. One prosecutor. Well, Mark, it would have to be coordinated with the uh, attorney general's office. No, it wouldn't. Maybe, maybe not. We don't know. It's never happened. But let's say it's coordinated with the attorney general. So then you have a cabinet member who wasn't elected by anybody. A cabinet member comes under enormous pressure from the editorial page of the New York Slimes and the Washington Compost, the daily drumbeat from the so-called newsrooms. Look at the Attorney General in Israel. Look how he buckled. And they do buckle. Look at our Chief Justice, how he buckles to media attention and media pressure. Well, an Attorney General might be no different. So you'd have a circumstance with the President of the United States coming into office would have his hands tied. Because an indictment is an allegation. That's all it is. It's a dressed-up allegation. That's all it is. I want you to look today at the horizon of hundreds of subpoenas issued against the President of the United States. We've never seen this before. We have a special counsel, Write the kind of report that he wrote. We have the Southern District in New York, which is a rogue operation at this point. You could have disgruntled former campaign staffers or disgruntled White House staffers who decide that they want to help create a charge against a president of the United States to take them out for a variety of reasons. Maybe they want to write books, maybe they want to maybe they have a vendetta, they want to even a score, whatever it is. All these things now what happens? All these things. Now this comes from Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi, who doesn't believe the Freedom of Information Act should apply to Congress. So you can't get access to emails from congressional offices. You can't get access to any documents from congressional offices. Because they've immunized themselves from the public, gaining access. And yet, aren't they supposed to be the representatives of the people? Particularly in the House, most directly represented by us? And yet we can't get anything from them. Nothing. And look how they treat themselves. With all those sexual harassment claims. They put a uh, slush fund together with our tax dollars. allowed these members who were accused of molesting one or another person to use those funds. Basically for hush money. Our dollars. Our dollars, not their dollars. It would be nice if the House of Representatives under Nancy Pelosi would actually do something, help us secure the border. That's a good start. Rather than trying to destroy the economy, help us build up the economy. And a thousand other things. But they're very destructive. This is the same Nancy Pelosi, the same Democrat Party that rejects the Constitution. The Electoral College, the Second Amendment, separation of powers, which they throw around, in some convoluted form, one or another. A lawless bunch doesn't believe in enforcing our immigration laws and securing our borders. Seeks to destroy our health care system. They've done a great job of it so far. And destroy our other institutions. The same Democrat Party that supported slavery, segregation, Jim Crow. And now in one form aspects of it support antisemitism. We don't need lectures from Nancy Pelosi about the rule of law, about the constitution, about liberty, about anything. She needs to be defeated so she can go back to San Francisco and walk the streets of San Francisco to see what her party has done to that beautiful city with the drug addicts and the homeless and the human feces, and the syringes, one of the most beautiful cities on the face of the earth, run into the ground by her party, of which she is the muscle, local, state, and federal. She won't release her taxes. She demands that other people release their taxes. She doesn't believe in union workers when it comes to her vineyards, in the multiple businesses that her husband owns. None of that. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. With a daily fake news dump pouring through your TV, mobile phones, and computers, you may have missed some real news like the recent study in the journal Cell Metabolism. with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouseLevin.com, offer code LEVIN. All right, liberty and learning. In a healthy democracy, these two things are mutually supportive. In America today, however, that bond is broken. To help repair the breach, Hillsdale College has launched the Van Andel Graduate School of Government in the nation's capital. And like other graduate programs, Hillsdale teaches politics as a human activity oriented toward justice, a series of choices guided in the best case by right principles, but made in ever-changing circumstances that require prudence to achieve the best attainable results. Rejecting the idea that we have nothing to learn from the past, Hillsdale's curriculum combines the careful reading of primary sources and serious historical inquiry. Students learn how to apply the principles of free government and advance the cause of constitutionalism and liberty in the context of ever-changing circumstances. Hillsdale's new Van Andel School of Government is a program unlike any other in Washington, D.C. Hillsdale educates thoughtful students so that they might perpetuate liberty. Hillsdale College, pursuing truth and defending liberty, Since 1844, learn more. Go to levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. Point of personal privilege, briefly. A gentleman by the name of William Bradford Reynolds. He headed the Civil Rights Division of the United States Department of Justice during the Reagan administration. A tremendous patriot, a brilliant man, one of my mentors, one of my close friends. passed away last week of stomach cancer, which is a horrific illness, disease. Brad Reynolds was a tremendous man who came under tremendous attack by the usual forces out there. But I can tell you, he will be greatly missed. And during the course of his life, he made America a better place. And so, rest in peace, my brother. And I'll be back. Do you wake up in the morning feeling sluggish and have to drag yourself through your day? Do you feel bloated, tired, and out of shape? Eating healthy is a habit, but most of us don't really know exactly what we should be eating, right? How much we should be eating, and how to properly prepare it. This is why I drink Field of Greens every morning before I start my day. Just one scoop of filter Greens has a full serving of real, USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. Helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Now this is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the Nutrition Facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com and get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. Now, you know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouse, L-E-V-I-N.com, offer code LEVIN.
1: at 877-381-3811.
0: I hope you heard the first hour of the program tonight where we absolutely eviscerated this Ukraine issue as applies to Donald Trump and eviscerated Joe Biden and his son as applies to Ukraine. And of course, yet again, as is necessary, expose the media because you have to break through the media fortress which we do every time, in order to get to the truth. And the media will continue to do what it does, lie. Look what they've done to Kavanaugh again the last three or four days. Just disgusting. They just lie. But they don't get away with it anymore, do they? You have never seen a pushback like you've seen since Unfreedom of the Press has come out. Since virtually everyone on television has read it or heard about it. This is exactly the movement that I wanted you and me, Levinites, to ignite in this country, and we have. It's not anti freedom of the press, as the modern media would describe themselves in self serving terms. No, this is pro freedom of the press and anti the media mob. There's a difference, of course. Now, Nancy Pelosi's secret health care plan is leaked. And it's worse than we thought. She's going to tell you her plan will lower drug prices. Well, folks, don't bet on it. Remember how Obamacare was going to lower costs? Well, that didn't happen either. Let me tell you what it really does. If federal bureaucrats decide that a drug costs too much, the maker of that drug will be forced to sell the drug at the price the government sets or be retroactively taxed at 75% of the gross sales of that drug from the previous year. 75%. That's like calling an armed robbery a negotiation. Now, 75% assessed tax retroactively would kill any company, put it out of business. If the government can tell private companies what they can charge for their products, it's the beginning of the end for the free market system, a system that has attracted billions of dollars in investments to develop the drugs people depend upon to help them live. The Pelosi plan is a socialized medicine fantasy, It'll kill the investments needed to create tomorrow's miracle drugs and hurt our health care system. I only hope House Republicans are ready to oppose this. And I mean oppose it. For the Republicans, the Pelosi plan better be dead on arrival. Folks, get the facts. Go to TrueHealthCareFacts.com TrueHealthCareFacts.com That's TrueHealthCareFacts.com I get these sales calls into my bunker endlessly, endlessly. Even though we put, you know, a stop call on all this stuff. doesn't seem to work, does it? No, it doesn't. So what do you think about this, ladies and gentlemen? Pretty incredible what the media are trying to do, isn't it? Michael, Tucson, Arizona, the great KNST, go.
3: Mark, love your show. Thanks for having me.
0: You're welcome. God bless us.
3: You know, it occurred to me when you said that uh, Joe Biden uh, obstructed justice in connection with the uh, billion dollar loan and his son, Hunter. It's actually worse than that. I think it looks like he may have committed an act of bribery, basically saying, you let my son slide. I'll make sure you get a billion dollars. That's the way I see
0: it. Well, that's interesting. That's kind of you're thinking uh, not that you are, but you're thinking like a liberal. That's good on how you use that.
4: Well, I'm certainly
0: not a liberal. No, no, no. I just said that. But you're thinking like one. You're applying their logic to them.
3: Understood.
0: Understood. Very good point, uh, sir. Could be. Could be. But, of course, the bigger point is that the media are pretending Bidens didn't do anything. Let's get Trump. All right, my friend. Good call. Thank you. Let's move down the list. Scott, Kansas City, Kansas, Sirius Satellite. How are you?
3: Well, Mark, it's an honor to speak with you. Thank you for taking my call.
0: Thank you. Uh,
3: I thought that that first caller was going to steal my thunder because I was going to say that it's not it's not bribery, but it is blackmail. Now,
0: mm. well, that's interesting, too, isn't it? Yeah. Well, one one is the uh, close the twin sister, the other.
3: Right, right. Well, I mean, it seems to me, you're saying, you know, this is something that, if you know, you need, and if you don't give me what I want, you're not going to get it. Mm-hmm. But I also had a question, uh, if you would, on the Article 5 convention. Now, mm-hmm. I know that uh, all of the issues are already in place, but, I mean, it just seems to me that one of the most critical things that really needs to happen is repealing the 17th Amendment.
0: Well, you'll notice that's in the uh, Liberty Amendments book. And uh, they don't propose that because they think that's too difficult to explain right now. I do get their point. Uh, If we can get (coughs) excuse me, half of the issues that I raise in the Liberty Amendments, (coughs) which be brought before a convention of states, that would be very successful. But I strongly agree with you because the states have no representation in Congress, none.
3: And I think it would also have the populations— pay more attention to their, their state government, to their local government. You know, if these if the people that they elect are actually appointing their senators, that people may pay more attention to their, their local races.
0: Well, it's interesting, too, but it's very difficult to unravel something like that. All right, my friend, thank you for your call. good calls. Cassandra, Fort Royal, Virginia. I've been there many times on the Mark Levin app. How are you? Uh uh-oh are you there hi yeah go right ahead um either go ahead or i'm moving on uh all right dennis uh mm. ah. Ooh. hmm dennis (laughs) woodlands texas xm satellite how are you
3: good mark it's an honor to talk
0: to you well thank you
3: I was just wondering on uh, this Joe Biden, did he implicate Barack in that interview when he told him to call
0: the president? I I, I don't think so. I don't think we need to take it (laughs) any further than this, but I will tell you this. Why is there a single committee in Congress interested in this? ask you a question. This is a serious question. Where the hell is the United States Senate? Don't the Republicans control that? Right. Seriously, right?
3: Right. Right. I'm I'm wondering myself. They investigate everything else, so why don't they investigate this?
0: Yeah, we know why, right? It's not Trump.
3: Oh, yeah, it's not Trump. I think Trump
0: should adopt Hunter Biden, then they'll go after him.
3: (laughs) Exactly. You're right there. That's a good one.
0: (laughs) Although, if I were Trump, I'd want nothing to do with him. All right, my friend, thank you very much. Let's continue. Ned, Green Bay, Wisconsin, the great WTAQ. Go. Hi, Mark. Uh, Sam, if I can digress for five
4: five seconds, uh, happy early birthday.
0: No, oh, thank um, you.
4: You and I are your part. My birthday was yesterday.
0: Wow, congratulations. My buddy's, uh, Charlie's birthday is tonight, too, who is a uh, <laughs> so, great, great buddy of mine. Go ahead.
4: Anyway, um, I expect this kind of behavior from Democrats, um, you do, I do, a lot of, a lot of us do, but and if I may borrow one of your terms, cold pink Republicans, mm-hmm. they make me so doggone mad. Um, you get a guy like, you get a guy like, uh, Mitt Romney and Donald Trump puts a diet Coke can in the wrong recycling bin. And he, he practically has a hernia running to a microphone to criticize them. Uh,
0: Biden who? Romney, says, Romney runs like he has hemorrhoids.
4: There you go. Um, uh, Biden's a member of the state. I say
0: that with all due respect, by
4: the way. <laughs> yes. Um, Hillary, she commits, I don't know, hundreds, thousands of felonies every time she receives or sent thousands. out one of these classified emails. <laughs> Crickets. Yes.
2: Um,
4: I am so cotton-picking tired of these Republicans. And uh, Trump has taught them how to fight, and they just won't do it.
0: I agree with you. I mean, the United States Senate is supposedly controlled by the Republicans. They take no defensive actions on behalf of the president, and they take no offensive actions against a guy like Biden. And by the way, it's not pure politics. You got Biden on video, obstructing. He's obstructing justice in the Ukraine. And we don't need a phalanx of prosecutors paid $40 million under a special counsel, In order to figure it out. There it is, right in front of your face. Exactly. All right, my friend. Another good call. Let's go to Kurt. Salt Lake City, Utah. Sirius satellite. Go ahead, Kurt.
5: Hey, first I wanted to get out of the way. I did not vote for Romney.
0: I would never vote for that jerk.
5: No, and I'm actually part of the charge that's going to go up against him.
0: Go get him, Uh, baby.
5: Oh, heck yeah. Uh, So, hey, happy birthday, Your Eminence. (laughs)
0: <laughs> thank and, you. Uh,
5: <laughs> I wanted to thank you for for the complete clarification that you gave in your first hour about this whole uh Biden Hunter thing, you know, that that went on with the Ukraine. Now it makes more sense. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's why I I turn so many people onto your show. Thank because you. Because they just they just don't understand and I say you need to listen to Mark Levin. And
0: thank you, sir.
5: And they do. May I make one quick suggestion, sir? Yes, sir. I want to know more about you. You You need to be interviewed on your Sunday morning or (laughs) Sunday evening program.
0: Well, that might be a little weird. Mark, what do you think of yourself? Well, I think I'm fabulous.
5: You know, have somebody interview you because, man, I'd I'd like to know more about you, more than from what I read.
0: Well, thank you. You're very, very kind. I appreciate it, Kurt.
5: You bet you have a great birthday and a great weekend.
0: Thank you. Matt, San Jose, California, XM Satellite. How are you?
5: Uh,
6: thank you. I'm well. I would like to talk <clears throat> about the Defense uh, Secretary Esper. Yes. Um, earlier you referred to him as something of a dove. I don't yes. know that that is quite accurate. He's my boss. Yes. I'm an Army National Guard soldier out here in California. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and I actually have a great deal of respect for Secretary I didn't
0: Secretary. say I didn't have respect for him, but he is a dove I know, in this. I, know, I happen to know, I know that for a fact.
6: I, I, know, I know you didn't imply that. I didn't mean to say that. But I, I will say that I think he is cognizant of the fact that we are badly depleted right now. And if we can find We are not badly
0: depleted right now. We don't have 140,000 troops in Afghanistan. We didn't send 400,000 troops into Iraq. We, in many ways, have rebuilt the United States military. We're not badly depleted right now.
6: May I I address that? I am a soldier. Go right ahead. Sir, I talk to
0: soldiers all the time. You're a soldier, and I appreciate that, and I respect it. But there's a lot of soldiers with different viewpoints, who have different backgrounds and different experiences. Go ahead.
6: Okay, we have started the process of rebuilding, and we are well on the way, and that is true. And Under James Mattis, who I was sorry to lose, and— secretary Esper, we've made a lot of progress but the fact of the matter is right secretary
0: Esper has been there for three months
6: so well, he was I army mean, secretary before that i i, I understand he,
0: but he didn't call the shots the president and the secretary of defense call the shots
6: well he, he actually he actually called he
0: uh, of- he proposes the budgets which is what he does he makes priority decisions army navy air force marines all of them and then the secretary of state i know the process i did it for eight years it goes through that process Goes to OMB, works its way to the president, and they make the final decisions. Go ahead, sir.
6: Okay, well, let me speak from the standpoint of someone who has deployed three times, and I'm in the California Army National Guard, which is one of the larger guard organizations in the U.S. in the territories. We can fight. If we're called upon to fight, we certainly will. But the depletion that we suffer. Well, I-
0: I'm coming. What do you think we're talking about here? Well, what I, I hey, I'm I don't. I, 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 I'm totally the depletion. What do you think? You think we're going to send half a million troops into the Middle East? What are, what are you talking about? You no, know, we no. already have B-52 bombers and stealth bombers over there in Bahrain. We have uh, the the uh, <clears throat> the uh, Fifth Fleet is there. We've we've moved other assets into the area because of Iran. So I'm not clear what you're talking about.
6: What I'm suggesting to you is I just wanted to address the issue of Secretary Esper specifically. I don't feel that...
0: I am telling you in this discussion, in this debate, it's my understanding that he has been a dove. If you don't like the word dove, I don't use another word. And, uh, and I am concerned about it. I'm not concerned that the president shouldn't get advice from somebody who's very, you know, thoughtful about these things and experienced about these things and so forth and so on. But to jump to his defense immediately, I mean, I'm not attacking him.
6: I didn't suggest you were attacking him, but I just think that you might perhaps misunderstand his motivation. In well, other I'm,
0: words, I'm not even attacking his motivations. I'm saying he's a dove. He doesn't really want to do anything in a forward movement way. This is a defensive posture. Okay, we're going to give uh, Saudi Arabia some defensive weaponry and hope the next time this doesn't happen. I'm not looking at it that way. I'm looking at it like this country needs to be punished somehow. And that doesn't punish that country. That's from my perspective.
6: Well, uh, first of all, I've studied the Iranians for a long time. I don't like them. They killed a lot of our guys in Iraq and Afghanistan.
0: You got 30 seconds. Go ahead.
6: What would your end state be? What do you want him to do?
0: Well, those proposals are going to be provided to the president of the United States. Hit them. Hit them. You say you studied history. What did Reagan do? He hit them. He hit their oil refineries, their oil rigs, and he hit the missile uh, uh, bases from which the missiles attacked or attempted to attack a United States ship. They haven't been touched. In all these years, they haven't been touched while they're killing American soldiers. One out of every six soldier that died in Iraq was due to Iran. Sir, I apologize. We'll be right back. Love
1: Levin.
0: 833 Ring BHN. Get 15% off your first order with promo code Levin. That's brickhouse, L E V I N.com, or call 833 Ring B H N, promo code Levin. I don't mean to overstate this. But it's a good rule of thumb. Again, rules of thumb are just rules of thumb. They're exceptions. When I was, I think in fifth grade, I was a safety. Remember those, Mr. Beducer? I wore the safety belt. I stood on the corner. Do they still have safeties? I don't know. And uh, I was kind of new to the neighborhood. And there'd be a group of four or five kids... Who would to come up and mock me and so forth? One of them was pretty big. So I said to my dad, who was a very tough guy, "What the hell do I do about this?" Well, I said, "Dad, what do I do?" Said so the next time they do it, hit as hard as you can the biggest guy, and make sure you knock him to the ground. Now today you do that, you'll wind up in Sing Sing, or Leavenworth, but back then you didn't. So they do it again, and I wound up, and I put this guy on the ground. And they never bothered me again. I wasn't some UFC fighter, but they didn't expect it. They didn't expect me to push back. That's how you deal with a bully. You know, have you gotten a robocall or email for a pre-approved loan or credit card? If so, watch out. You may be the target of cyber criminals trying to steal your home. And more accurately, they want the equity in your home, and then you're a sitting duck. And that's because our personal information, home titles, mortgages, they're all online. The thief just forges your signature so it appears your, your home was sold to him. Then he takes out loans against your home and leaves you in debt. And no insurance, bank, or identity theft program protects you. For pennies a day, Home Title Lock puts a firewall around your home's online title and mortgage to lock it down. Your home equity is your nest egg, your retirement, your emergency fund. It's probably your biggest asset. Now, imagine if it's all gone and you find out too late. I'm on a mission to protect all of you, my listeners. So I got you 60 risk-free days of protection. Please go to HomeTitleLock.com, HomeTitleLock.com, and your address so they can see if you're already a victim and get your 60-day risk-free offer. That's 60 risk free days. Visit HometitleLock.com. HometitleLock.com. I'm telling you, you definitely want to do this. Jump in. I'll see you in a few minutes. I'll be right back.
1: He's here. He's here.
0: Republican Florida, the panhandle this is a good guy and uh, yesterday at a hearing Al Sharpton was testifying Al Sharpton's another guy who gets away with it they just get away with it, they're left wing they're democrat, they get away with it Al Sharpton gets away with it Al Sharpton has a long history of bigotry and anti-semitism in my opinion And by the way, anti-gay. But forget about all that now. You see, the Democrats need him, so he's been resurrected. He's even on MSNBC that has absolutely no standards. Well, actually, they do have standards. Bad standards. And so I want you to listen to this back and forth, because I guarantee you haven't heard it, right? The vast majority of you actually work for a living. At a hearing yesterday... Cut nine, go.
8: Thank you, Mr. Chairman. And Reverend Sharpton, your current MSNBC co-worker, Joe Scarborough, is my former Congressman. And when Joe Scarborough served in the Congress, he had quite a bit to say about your contribution to the national discussion. It was in the hundred and sixth Congress that Joe Scarborough filed a House Concurrent Resolution two seventy entitled Condemning the Racist and Anti Semitic Views of the Reverend Al Sharpton. Uh, Mr. Scarborough's resolution began by saying whereas the Reverend Al Sharpton has referred to members of the Jewish faith as blood-sucking Jews and Jew bastards. So my question to you is, does Mr. Scarborough's assertion that you said these things, is that true, or did you not say
7: those things? They are patently untrue. Uh, I never said that. Okay. Uh, and uh, maybe, where, maybe, can I finish I know, my answer? No, uh, it's actually my time, but you will be able well, to... Well, I, I thought remember. you raised the question. So the next question I relates to Mr. Scarborough's second comment. He says, he "Whereas is? the Reverend... Since since aspersions were cast on the witness, the witness will be. permitted. Now, to this don't, is don't. precious.
0: This is precious that Nadler jumps in to defend Sharpton. Anybody remember him jumping in to defend Lewandowski? No. Go ahead.
8: Mr. Chairman, aspersions weren't cast. I asked I mean, the witness, were
7: acts, Was it you true that I said that? I, I can't reclaim my time, Mr. Chairman. The witness, you
2: will have your time. The witness will be permitted to answer.
7: You asked me, was that true? And the answer is no, that was not true. And uh, as you know, Mr. Scarborough and I work very closely together. He comes to National Action Network Conventions. I think he's a great oh, guy. Oh, I didn't we... know
0: that. I didn't know Mr. L- Deliverance goes to National Action Convention uh, ne- uh, uh, Network Conventions. Did you know that, Mr. Medusa? Wow, that Joe Scarborough, boy. Anything for a dollar. Anything for a dollar. Anything for a TV show? What a skunk! Go ahead.
7: Other yeah, shows often.
0: Yeah, right. Cut ten. Go.
8: Joe Scarborough then wrote, "Whereas the Reverend Al Sharpton has referred to members of the Jewish faith as white interlopers and diamond merchants." Have you ever referred to members of the Jewish faith as white interlopers or diamond merchants?
7: No, sir. I I referred to one in Harlem, an individual who I didn't even know was Jewish, as an interloper, and said I should never have referred to his race. I said that I was against those that were using apartheid diamonds. And when I did a funeral in Crown Heights in 91, because we were boycotting, Oppenheimer and those that were selling diamonds from apartheid South Africa. Thank In you the, the, the same, same sermon, I'm, I'm trying to Mrs. now finish, finish my answer, continue. sir. No, Am I'm, I allowed to finish my no, answer? I'm
4: allowed to finish no, the time. You
7: asked a question, and I'm answering. Yeah, I got a few more. Yeah. And I have a few more answers. I can't wait. Well, apparently you do because you don't want me to answer. No, I, I want to So know, since you raised it, let me finish. And I, want, I, I also like talked about people matching pocketbooks that are in the... I'm not filibustering any. I'm asking will, you a question. Everyone will Cameron. suspend,
0: please. Well, according to Nancy Pelosi, Mr. Sharpton should be held in contempt then and there, quote-unquote. Mr. Sharpton should be held in contempt. He's disrupting a hearing. He's filibustering, you know, Gates only has five minutes. Where is Nancy Pelosi? Where, where? Who cares? What do you think about that, friends? Pete Buttigieg is on MSNBC today. And you know, as each day goes by, I think to myself... Is this a lousy nightmare we're living through? Are these people really this nuts? And the answer is it's not a nightmare, and they are this nuts. Here's P. Buttigieg. Hat tip, right scoop, cut 11,
6: go. I actually think this is one of those moments that, um, like many moments in American history, really pivotal ones, like uh, maybe the American Revolution itself, the, uh, the, the struggle for civil rights, uh, it may be that of all of the things we're doing right now, the thing we're going to be remembered for mm-hmm. will boil down to where we were on this issue.
0: Climate change he's talking about. We will be remembered for this because it looks like we're on the precipice of destroying our country because of the flat earthers. The flat earthers in the media. The flat earthers running for bread. This this clown is the mayor of a small town, relatively small town, in comparison to big towns, and he's the chief meteorologist of Indiana, apparently. All these morons running for president, climate change, climate. All these Marxist professors pushing climate change. All these dunces in the media pushing climate change. It's incredible. If I had 10 minutes with Chuck Todd to debate him over climate change, just 10 minutes, with, you know, honest debate standards, he'd look like the fool that he looks like with his fifth grade haircut. His Democrat wife would have to run out and give him mouth to mouth right there. And that is, breathe some some sense into him. Now I want to circle back I want to circle back to this Ukraine issue, which is a Joe Biden scandal of the worst kind. Joe Biden obstructed justice in the Ukraine and on top of it blackmailed that government. He obstructed justice in Ukraine and blackmailed that government. You either fire that prosecutor. He was really focused in on that prosecutor because that prosecutor was investigating his son and his son's business or we're going to withhold a billion dollars in us aid because in joe biden's view that money belongs to him and apparently barack obama according to joe had no problem with it there's a lot we need to look into here don't you think ladies and gentlemen i think so here's the president today cut 12 go
9: i always look for the uh, conversation that's going to help the united states the most that's very important Do you know- I don't know the identity of the whistleblower. I just hear it's a partisan person, meaning it comes out from another party. Uh, but I don't have uh, any idea. But I can say that it was a totally appropriate conversation. It was actually a just beautiful. Let's stop there. Con-
0: have you ever heard a reporter inquire about an identity of a whistleblower that that might harm a Democrat? No, of course not. And anyway, go ahead.
9: Conversation. And this is no different than, you know, the press has had a very bad week with Justice Kavanaugh and all of those ridiculous charges and all of the mistakes made at the New York Times and other places, you've had a very bad week, and this will be better than all of them. This is another one. So keep, so keep, so keep playing it up because you're going to look really bad when it falls. You know, I guess I'm about, I guess I'm about 22-0, and, and I'll keep it that way. Biden during the conversation. I don't want to talk about any conversation. What if he did
0: mention Joe Biden during the conversation, you idiot? In the press? Why isn't the press pursuing it? Well, we know the answer, but I still say. We have audio and video of Joe Biden obstructing justice in the Ukraine, confessing to it. What does Philly Bump over there think at the Washington Compost? That's really his name, Phil Bump, sorry. What does Philly Bump over there think? Over there at the Washington Compost. Philly, what do you think? Excuse me, my name is Philip. No, it's Philly. We call you Philly. Or where is the, uh, what, Maggie, uh, what's her name over at the New York Slimes? Where is she? Haberman. Maggie? Maggie! Mommy's calling. Anyway, where is she? Nowhere. Speaking of Joe the schmo Scarborough, Mr. Deliverance, where is he? Well, he's in Jupiter, Florida, pretending. I mean, they have a backdrop of, like, the uh, Washington Monument, the Capitol, and the White House. They want you to believe they're in Washington, D.C. Look, I don't care if they broadcast from Jupiter. Just tell the truth. They can't tell the truth. They don't know the truth. I'll be right back. Mark in We have a very important guest at the bottom of the hour, Andrew Pollock whose precious daughter was murdered by a uh, a very sick mass murder in Florida. You'll recall the Parkland shooter. And he's a very important book out there, and he wants to talk to you. And I couldn't be prouder than to have him on my program in about uh, seven, eight or mi- minutes or so. Now, school children. Yahoo News. Huge numbers of children skip school today to join a global strike against climate change. This is how they destroy our country and other countries. This politics has no business being in the classroom, none. There's no business being treated as a closed scientific news event. But look how quickly this happens. This is progressivism. Again, if you read rediscovering Americanism and the tyranny of progressivism, you know how this came to be. This is what we're up against. They don't teach American principles. They don't teach science. They teach propaganda. Chanting slogans and waving placards. Youngsters and adults filled the streets of cities across the world. What was expected to be the biggest ever protest against the threat posed to the planet by warming temperatures. This is a news story by Yahoo.com properly named over there at Yahoo. Demonstrations across Asia and the Pacific kicked off the day of action, which spread to Africa and Europe, with crowds turning out in Paris, London, and Berlin, before nearing their completion in the United States. I hope this will be another social tipping point that we show how many people are engaged, how many people are putting pressure on leaders, said a 16-year-old, Greta Thunberg, Organizers forecast protests in more than 5,000 locations across 137 countries. In Australia alone, excuse me, they said more than 300,000 children, parents, and supporters rallied. It is very difficult to undo this kind of indoctrination. This is in books, it's in assemblies, it's taught in classrooms as a fact. Let's see, in Slovakia. Oh, who gives a damn what happened in Slovakia? But anyway, this is what's going on in our country. People aren't marching in the streets over liberty, over competitive markets, over property rights. No, most of those people in these regimes have to hide under their tables. Climate change, you see. Climate change. Let's go to Ann, the Bronx, New York, the great WABC. Go.
10: Hi, Mark. Hello. Hi. So nice to talk to you today. Thank um you. First of all, I want to thank you for a very natural gift that you have, which is just the ability to make me laugh, no matter what mood I'm in. You've always been able to do that. I've been this.
0: Well, Ann, thank you. you. I thought you were going to comment on my good looks, but that's good enough.
10: Thank you. Well, <laughs> that too. Oh and my it's goodness. Awesome. <laughs> is also my dad's birthday tomorrow. Oh,
0: wonderful! Yes. And how old is he? Uh,
10: he's ninety-three. He will be ninety-four. Oh, God and, bless him! Uh, he was in hospice, and I was very lucky to be able to pull him out of that. So oh my! I wanted to talk to you today because I just wanted to tell you that, and I also wanted to make um, you're you're the perfect person for me to uh, say this to because you're you're my antidote to the lame uh republicans that we have now i don't understand why uh every time they go they they know we have very few outlets for communication we don't have a saturday night live we don't mm-hmm. we don't have uh all those shows and so although, although so i gotta forth. tell you something
0: this greg gutfeld show on saturday night I, i'm i'm it's terrific it's gotten better and better and better and he's gotten better and better and better. And if I'm around on Saturday night, I watch that show. I'm quite serious.
10: Oh yeah, okay. Anyway, go right ahead. I'm, I'm oh, sorry. All right. yeah. But you're right.
0: The the culture that the left is ubiquitous in the culture, no question.
10: Yeah. All I'm all I'm saying is, why is it that Republicans, especially say Sunday mornings, when they when you finally have a platform, why can't they just start their sentences? this with what is going on with iran just immediately say well after the empowerment and uh, of, of the the prior administration and giving them the ability to seduce our allies economically this is why we're in this predicament and this is why you find a president in in a very ambiguous uh, way of you don't quite know how to handle a country that we should not be dealing with at all. They were annihilated until... Because, you're a great point, age.
0: George W. Bush really was putting them out of business, and then Barack Obama saved them.
10: Absolutely, and he engorged them with so much money at at, at once that they were able, now they're intertwined with everything. Mm -hmm. I can't believe we have to consider them for anything to do with our economics, for anything to do with anything. So it puts us in a very strange predicament, because it was under a deal of the prior administration. Mm -hmm. So what Obama did was just enough to make a deal, but not long enough to take the responsibility and the consequences of that deal and so now you have the democrats pretending all of a sudden now all of a sudden there are there these very uh you know uh, tough people and all of a sudden you know uh, trump is weak all of
0: a sudden they're they're worried about russia when their hero barack obama did nothing and you are a terrific caller give my dad your best call again thank you very very much let me tell you this, folks, real quickly before our guest uh, after the break. I have some advice for one of my heroes, Benjamin Netanyahu. I would say to the Israeli people that Mr. Gantz, the opponent, the head of the so-called Blue and White Party, has made an alliance with the Arab parties. And several of these parties want the demise of Israel. None of them recognize the state of Israel. And he should tell the Israeli people that Mr. Gantz's experiment by throwing in with parties that do not even recognize this state is an act that no party in Israel should participate in. And that it was an experiment that failed. And that the former Likud party members and other conservatives... That have joined the blue and white and other parties, that have not coalesced around Likud, should come home now. Should show their patriotism. Should reject Mr. Gantz's nonsensical and dangerous plan. That's my view. We'll be right back.
1: This is the show the New York Times is afraid of. Mark Levin. Call him now at 877 381
0: You know, a few things in life can change your entire outlook on the day. A call from your boss asking you to work the weekend, early construction right outside your bedroom window in the morning you wanted to sleep in, they'll ruin your day. How about when your check engine light comes on? That usually means thousands of dollars in repairs. That's why I have car on our 2010 Camaro. CarShield makes the process of fixing your car for a covered repair super easy. You can have your favorite mechanic or dealership do the work. It's your choice. They also provide 24-7 roadside assistance on a rental car while yours is being fixed for free. Now, CarShield administrators have paid out close to two billion dollars in claims and they are ready to help you. So don't let your check engine light change your life Get covered by the ultimate and extended vehicle protection like we did. Call 800CAR6000, mention code Levin. Or visit carshield.com, use code Levin, L E V I N, and you'll save 10%. That's carshield.com, code Levin, or call 800CAR6000, mention code Levin. Either way, you'll get 10% off. And a deductible may apply. You know, it's a great honor to have. Uh, Andrew Pollock on this program he's a very strong and courageous man and his beautiful daughter was shot down in uh, Parkland going to school and honestly I don't know how you get through something like that and Andrew Pollock has not only gotten through it he's trying to stop it from happening again and it is a great honor to have you on the program sir thank you
11: thanks Mark Uh, thanks for having me Uh, And I get through it with the love I have for my daughter uh, and to honor her. When people ask me, I just, and I owe it to her to to hold these people accountable and the policies. So that's what really uh, drives me Uh, every day. we going on your show, writing this book so people could really see what happened. And, And the truth of Parkland, not what most of the media showed, but this is the truth that every parent. That should read this book and and see what happened in Parkland. So, because these policies are everywhere, Mark. You know, uh, across the country.
0: You know, Andrew. Before we do that, I want you to remind people a little bit about your daughter, Meadow.
11: Yes. Well, Meadow was the youngest of my three kids. Uh, she was my baby, my princess, my only daughter. Uh, she was the most like me, and. Uh, She was a fighter. Uh, She had me wrapped around her finger. She was graduating. She was going to be at Lynn University in the fall. She had a steady boyfriend uh, for a few years. And she fought uh, even to the end, Mark. A lot of people don't know. uh, She got murdered on the third floor. Uh, She was shot four times down the hallway. And then she crawled and covered one of the another girl to to shelter her, to cover her. And the killer shot my daughter again, and the bullets went through my daughter and also killed the girl that she was uh, trying to shield. So you know, she died a hero. She would she would always do for others. And it's a shame, uh, you know. Uh, Like you said, uh, you don't recover from this. Uh, I don't see myself recovering, but I see myself uh, honoring her in a way uh, that she would want, and she would want everyone in the country to know what happened to
0: her. So you're on a righteous mission, and that is a great thing. And tell us about your mission. Tell us what you want to see done and where these other folks are going wrong.
11: Uh, Well... Like everyone knows, after every mass shooting, uh, there was a whole gun control push. You know, the kids in Parkland pushed uh, gun control. The media pushed gun control. And to tell you the truth, if it was gun control, I'd be talking to you right now about gun control. But I'm a facts. I wanted to see for myself. I wanted to dig into it and know what happened, who let her down, if there was policies what policies were in place, or, or what policies weren't followed, and and that's what I did for over a year, you know. And it's not what the media wants the uh, Americans to see, because I I firsthand witnessed this uh, with my book. Uh, you know, I, I'm not I don't have an agenda to push. I'm just the father of, of a dead girl, so I didn't have an agenda. I just have the facts from the school district that we put together. Not one. Mainstream media uh, channel put me on, Mark, while. I was it, on isn't my that network.
0: amazing? Isn't it amazing? I
11: was so upset. Not that upset, because, you know, I, I'm doing my best to get my word out. I, I reached out to everybody CNN, uh, MSNBC, ABC had me go to their office. They did some BS, and, and they never even played it. They wasted my time. Uh, and uh, really, it was only Fox. That put me on every single show I wanted, I could have been on just about. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, only the people that watch Fox, the parents that watch Fox, will know the truth. And I'm not going to kill myself. I, I did everything I can. And, and the book shows everything. It's not even hearsay, it's records that I got from teachers from the school district. Over a year's worth of research or digging in. And it's these policies, and I don't, I'm, I don't believe in those policies.
0: Let me, let me remind people, the book's called Why Meadow Died, The People and Policies That Created the Parkland Shooter and endanger America's Students. Tell us some of the policies that were the wrong policies, and tell us some of the policies that would be the right policies.
11: Well, the wrong policy is, you see, they believe in a policy of ending discipline, and ending any type of uh, introduction to law enforcement to end the school-to-prison pipeline. Okay, that's where it started with Obama, that I had to dig into all these. And the role, the model of the country started here in Broward. Uh, believe it or not, the, the superintendent came from Chicago, and he worked for Arnie Duncan, who was the uh, education secretary under Obama. Mm-hmm. Okay, so by that unlucky shot, This guy comes to Broward, and he says, I want to end the school-to-prison pipeline, and I want to uh, stop uh, a lot of the expulsions and suspensions of students in through the district. So what he does is they just stop arresting, they stop suspending, they stop disciplining. So, for instance, uh, when he came, he instituted that students, if you could believe it, would be allowed four misdemeanors per school year, Mm. without ever getting reported to law enforcement. So they could have a battery against the teacher, a fight with a student, sell drugs, uh, four times without ever having an issue with the, uh, meeting law enforcement. And every year it would reset, Mark. So the student could do four misdemeanors in his in ninth grade, right? This mm-hmm. is how crazy this is. Then he goes into 10th grade. They reset back oh, at gee,
0: zero. It is.
11: And, and this is policies that's not just in Broward. It's going on throughout the country. So I have records if, uh, that teachers kept of how evil this kid was,
12: mm-hmm. that,
11: how, how many times he said he wanted to kill, uh, how, uh, draw, uh, carving swastikas into tables, walking around with the N-word on his backpack. Uh, they had to tie his desk down in the class. He was so violent. He had security walk around from, with him from class to class, but no transparency to the to the parents. And what I found out recently too was they actually had to frisk him, Mark, before school, and and, and he wasn't allowed in a backpack. So a he
0: shouldn't, you know, you reach a, He should never been in that school. He shouldn't never, be around other kids.
11: Never should be in a school, but you know, no kid, you know, he they he's labeled uh, special needs. What they do mm-hmm. with the school district, special needs emotionally disturbed, not like what people would think like he, he just had dyslexia or a learning disability or like autism, and wasn't disruptive that's not a problem, but they label some of these kids emotionally disturbed and then, and then throw in the lack discipline policies, and it just creates a chaotic environment throughout the whole district and and really, who affected everyone's affected by it. The students that want to learn, the teachers, and even the kids that are, that are disruptive, not being held accountable, it hurts them too.
0: Andrew Pollock, what do you make of that resource officer who basically ran in the opposite direction?
11: Well, let, let me. Uh, a lot of the people don't know uh, what what happened in Florida, so mm-hmm. I, let me clue them in on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I worked really hard, you know. I did everything, Mark, once my daughter was murdered. I I had to work so hard. Uh, I I knew I needed to get Ron DeSantis elected uh, to be the He he
0: is unbelievable. He He is is a great guy. He's
11: a personal friend of mine. I met him. uh, He was speaking, and he just said that word that meant everything to me, which is accountability. Mm -hmm. I'm going to hold local officials accountable. So I had a couple of meetings with him, and I said, Ron, you're my guy. I'm going to do everything I can to get you elected and and i knew it so I i helped ron's campaign uh tremendous amount to get him in and ron won you know how close that was we had mm-hmm. brenda snipes everyone uh from broward the supervisor of elections she was removed uh a democrat and broward removed from office uh but ron won and his first week the first thing he does is remove that sheriff
12: mm-hmm. who,
11: who was horrible uh who, who politicized yep israel he politicized the whole department he removes Ron. Okay. I knew, and then the next thing we, he does is he puts a grand jury investigation into the school board. This is all going on now because of Ron. And then, so that deputy, Sheriff Israel, let him retire, uh, Mark, with, with his pension. He's getting about 100000 a year. and uh, But recently, within the last two months, he's been arrested on uh, felony charges.
0: All right. Listen to me. I have yeah. a hard break and I have to go. I want to ask you a question.
11: Sure.
0: Can I bring you back on Monday?
11: Yeah, we could do it. Uh, just uh, you know, any, I, want
0: you, I, w- I want you to remember where you left off here, because unfortunately, I got to live with this clock, Andrew Pollock, and I don't want to. I, I don't want to cut you off. You're, you're just too valuable of a resource here. So, thanks. And I'd like to
11: talk. Uh, you know, I know with their all their gold gun control and their whole.
0: We'll we'll, we'll get into None it. Of I it promise. Makes
11: sense. Not. Yeah.
0: Of it. I want to talk to you on Monday, so we'll uh, set that up.
11: Okay, he'll call me. Who's going to set that I'll up? Tell you,
0: we'll, take, we'll take you off the air now, my producer. God bless you. We'll take care of it now. We'll be right back.
1: Mark Lovin'.
0: I cannot imagine what it would be like to have a, a child, 16-year-old daughter, Murdered in cold blood, shot four times like that. I just don't know how you do it. This Andrew Pollack is a remarkable human being. I admire him immensely. And he will be back on Monday. So we can he can share more information with us. And shame on the Democratic Party media for censoring him. Shame on them. Heartless. Social activists pushing the radical left agenda. That's all they know. In a world that has lost its way, lost respect for logic, law, and American history, who's defending you in Washington, D.C.? Who speaks for conservatives? You know, AMAC, the Association of Mature American Conservatives, they do. AMAC gives its members valuable everyday benefits while boldly defending America's priceless constitution, sacred history, individual liberties, and basic moral compass. AMAC fights for border and national security freedom of speech and religion, and values articulated by Reagan and Trump, like a strong defense, lower taxes, and limited government. Hard to believe we're here, but we're here, and AMAC is dedicated to remembering past sacrifices and preserving America's core values for the future. They oppose the rise of socialism and the phony Medicare-for-all push, which would destroy Medicare and all private health care, you're not, if you're not an AMAC member, you really should be. The next election will decide this nation's future. Look, we will either be true to America's noble past and principles or drift deeper into the sea of moral abyss. Step up. Let's step up together. I'm already a member, but you should shine up today. Go to AMAC.us AMAC dot AMAC.us, amac.us. There was so much more to get to tonight, as always. I could do five hours, ten hours, whatever. But it doesn't work that way here. And I want to thank you all. I've got so much to be thankful for. A magnificent family. Wife and kids. Got our Sylvia. uh, My wonderful dogs. Oh yeah, they mean a lot. Barney and Marty and you my beloved audience so tomorrow when we celebrate our birthday I don't do anything big go out to a small dinner I'll be thinking of you and I want to thank you every Friday America's in your honor here we go Officially over, the weekend begins right now. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, and all you folks who keep us safe. Thank you. Good night, Spritey. Good night, Griffy. Good night, Pepsi. Good night, Smokey. Good night, Zelda. And good night, Gigi. Ladies and gentlemen, have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. I'll see you here on Monday. If you get a chance, pick up your copy of Unfreedom of the Press. Don't forget, Life, Liberty, and Levin on Sunday. It's a big one with Bongino. See a dad, see a mom and Leo.
9: From the Westwood One Podcast Network.